Tune into our Valentine's Day special. That was a lot of fun to do, and uh, I don't usually listen back to these things, but I did, and uh, it was a lot of fun to listen to. A lot of stuff you miss while you're sitting here behind the boards, and uh, so you can pay attention. But uh, sometimes I think I got some funny friends, and uh, so yeah, go back and check that out, or any of the 339 episodes prior. But today we're actually going to talk about a group that. It's been on our radar for a little while. It's been on everybody's radar for a little while. I'm With Her is uh, a sort of a supergroup featuring Sarah Watkins, Sarah Droz, and Aoife O'Donovan, all names that you should know if you are a fan of acoustic music, of folk music. And then I'll give a little more detail, but the short version is that they got together a few years ago and they said, this is really, this is really groovy. Let's make an album. So they did. Uh, it is here. And uh, joining us to talk about it are my friends Marcus K. Dowling, you know him, Ian Taranji, and Carrie, and actually I think my lady might, can't remember, she might be down here for this one a little bit to uh, to give us a little shit. We'll see. We'll see. I'll have to have to review that. But uh, but it's a, it's, it's a stunning display of talent. Uh, that said, we have a lot of different opinions about this, and uh, some stuff that I honestly didn't anticipate. So it's a really great conversation. Uh, about a great piece, little piece of work. So, we're going to be doing that. And then, if you stick around to the end, I'm going to be playing a new track from The Good Graces. You've heard from them on our podcast before. In 2017, they had an album out called Set Your Sights. Uh, Kim Ware and her little collective are back with a new EP called The Hummingbird EP, and we've got a track from it. So, if that's to your liking, if you're thinking that's, uh, that's groovy, and you're in now, then uh, grab your beverage. Comfortable. Uh, tune in, tune out to the to the world, whether it's you're uh, you're tired of the Olympics or the shit show that is the American Congress and government, uh, and head head on down to the basement where it's warm and safe, and talk about I'm with her's debut album. See you around. these things go everybody's strapped in yeah <laughs> everybody hydrated it's good. it's good we got we got some nice americana on the on the menu tonight yes, yes. we do for five dollar donation you can get a tote bag and some americana <laughs> <laughs> um no no for your, for your continuing gift wow it's all pbs I love yeah it, it yeah. is we're getting there oh boy uh, the more put, you give the less put, we talk basically put the filter on there and i sound like St- steve inskeep and she sounds like ari fleischer <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's just a button. I love They're it. They're not real. Um, no. Um, we are going to talk about some Americana here uh, tonight. I'm With Her is a group made up of a lot of artists that we love. Some of you might love. Some of you uh, must be love them. But 
one of them you might not know. I didn't really know of uh, Aoife O'Donovan before this. Uh, but it's Sarah Watkins, who we've had on this podcast before. Sarah DeRose, who has denied her request to be on this podcast before, but made an amazing <laughs> album last year. She did. That was an amazing this album. No, that was two years ago. It was two years ago. Uh, Aoife O'Donovan of uh, Crooked Still. Uh, luckily, they have won Grammy Awards between them, uh, released nine solo efforts, and co-founded two bands, the aforementioned Crooked Still and Nickel Creek. Yes. Uh, which uh, The legacy of Nickel Creek is still... It's hard to think that they're like what now, four years past even a reunion? Something like I that. I think a lot of people keep thinking and hoping and praying that they will do some sort of effort together right. again, and, and they all say, no, we'll, we won't. Well, they might not have to, because... Yeah. We, we, we well, they all show like up this. on the stage together, and they're all related. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So basically how this came together, you know, the, the bluegrass scene and the folk scene is not is not as large as you would think. And so these, these women just sort of cross paths, and played with different people. I think Chris Thiele was definitely a focal point of this. Chris Thiele and the Punch Brothers, uh, his efforts. He hosts now. Uh, refu- if you, if you I don't, refuse to if, call it. And if you don't know who Nickel Creek is, yeah, then that would be. Uh, Sean Watkins, uh, Sarah Watkins, and Chris Thiele. And her brother, the other Watkins. Well, Sean Watkins. Oh, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but they, they met uh, sort of like in an off-the-cuff performance at Telluride Bluegrass mm-hmm. Festival. Which is I've heard is amazing, uh, and then got an offer to play a show that night, and they said, "Hey, we've been out hanging out all day." And uh, in in the Wikipedia it says they said skip the margaritas. Pretty sure they didn't skip the joints. <laughs> Not, I don't know where Alleged, they allegedly, allegedly. Although it's legal in California, in, in uh, yeah, Colorado, yeah, yeah. so no bluegrass people are laid back, man. It's cool. All right, it's cool. But uh, but so the they alleged crime. So so they went and played the show and realized. Holy fuck, we can all sing, we all write good songs, and don't we sound good together? And the answer is yes, yes, they do. Um, over the next four years, they have sort of they put out a single, I think a little EP. They did some tours. They finally got together at Peter Gabriel's studio uh, out over in England, like in the middle of nowhere, and sort of created this thing. They had originally sequestered themselves to Vermont. So there's a lot of like isolation in here, which happens, and you can hear in the vocals. Mm-hmm. But but they did this, and they did this in like uh, something that's typical for bluegrass, unusual in modern recording. This is all live. This is no monitors. This is this is you get in the room, you do it. Did that take work? Did that take work? No, it didn't. Do it again. You just do it that way. Over the course of about eight days, they laid down all that. the tracks and uh, and come out with an album. I'll see you around their debut album. We're going to play uh, a quick track off this, the uh, first track, the leadoff track, and then we're going to get into uh, whether these ladies who, between them, uh, sort of, uh, I mean, they're the top, uh, whether or not they're going to they're going to stay on top with this. So this is the, the first track off. This is See You Around. I hear you loud and clear Through all the din and commotion I hear you loud and clear A constant ringing bell For the ocean in a shell I held up to my ear While everything else Is breaking like the waves down on the coastline Breaking like the wine-stained glass that held my Breaking light. 
Around uh, the first track, of I'm, I'm with hers. Um, well, the title track actually, I thought, I'm with hers debut album. Uh, that's everything I think you want in Americana, anything you expect from hearing any of these ladies. But uh, I want to start with you, Mr. Dallin, because you are not necessarily uh, the Americana expert. No, I'm so not. This is, this I'm an really, Americana fan. Right. So this is really just like, hey, here's some stuff, and, and you don't really know the history of this. Yeah, so, I mean, so. I know who Sarah Watkins is. Okay. And I know that I'm with her exists and I may have heard a, a, a song or two along the way. And I've seen them perform like a little bit. And most of the stuff that I listen to in this realm right now is kind of like pop folk and extraordinarily <clears throat> pop country. And there's something about how plaintive this is that just hits the right spot. And it's like, I think the thing that keeps it from being benign, and it's funny, you were talking about it, Ian, when we were listening to it, is the way that it's mixed. It's brighter and bolder and bigger. Like, everything feels like it hits with a little bit of heft, as opposed to, like, most of the Americana that, like, I listen to otherwise or listen to, like, throughout my childhood. You know, like, this is going back to, like, the Weavers, through, like, all sorts of, like, you know, kind of, like, folk and Americana-leaning stuff. Like, and it didn't really ever hit with, like, this kind of, like, impact of, like, Oh, this is something that like really should resonate. And there's a way that this resonates and the vocals on top of it, it just works. And it's like the simplest trick. It's like the, it's like literally like the most like simple carny parlor trick of music ever. But given what they want to accomplish here with this, and most of these songs in this album, by the way, for people that aren't aware of what Americana is all about, it's, these are not like, you know, super intensely like deep songs per se but mm -hmm. i would say that like they they deal with like very like humanistic kind of themes that are like which is a typical i mean folk songs in general and, mm -hmm. and the folk yeah. idiom is is generally songs maybe about sitting on your porch yeah. uh they're invariably like most music about uh love and loss a lot of times loss I mean, right. that's, that's the it, old bluegrass tradition see, I'm, I'm gonna disagree i don't think that folk no. is like that at all i think that might be more the bluegrass old excuse me bluegrass. Country. Yeah, yeah 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 but okay. i think that like when you talk about actual like Appalachian, actual folk, you're talking about like the depths of despair. You're talking about no, how, you're absolutely right. How you are just being screwed over by I, I was, the I was, whole time. Right. I, I was I was getting there. Okay, I was getting there I, because yeah, so, I don't because, think it's so sitting the, on your porch because because it, no. it, it is the side of it that that there is the love and loss, but it is also like you said the depths of despair. And you know you're singing a song about uh, like a long black veil. Right. So, so when I listened to this, I was going through and figuring out, cause I actually, I really love this album. Like I do. It, it hit a thing where like, I've listened to a lot of really bad country music this year. It's, it's only, it's only February. <laughs> that could be said in any year. But, <laughs> but, Yikes. but there's, there's particular, like I was sent a, a Zed track that has Marin Morris as the lead know. vocalist. And I was like, okay. All right, this is where we're going now, and then there's like. Are you talking about body like a back road? No, no, no. It's it's <laughs> it's not quite that, but uh, but no. And then there's like this, like I got this like Florida Georgia line and mm -hmm. Alesso thing, and I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, so country's like going down this line. So like I needed something that was just really unadorned, and I needed yeah. something that like made me feel good in a way that like Casey Musgraves songs make me feel good, like when you're just like, oh yeah, like 
kind of warm, lovey. Like it doesn't really like require the 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 depths of my soul to listen to this and be like mad or supremely angsty at the end of it. Like that's usually what I like to hear. So what? But so this what just we, go, oh no, go this ahead. just hits that yeah. that plaintive core that I needed, and it's mm-hmm. like right on top of it, and it hits with enough heft where it doesn't. Because for most people, like. The Americana thing sounds like, you know, like, oh, it's a Woody Guthrie song. It's kind of like got a scratchy record thing to it. And that's yeah. just what you expect. But this actually Suspenders. feels modern. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, but this, feel, this feels well, it's like... it's modern because of the instrumentation, at least what we were listening to right there. There were five tracks that I could discern. There was two guitars and three vocals. Yeah. And that's it. No yeah. drum, no bass, no keyboard. Right. No banjo, no mandolin, no violin, no fiddle. Um, just the three voices. So well, can, can, can I jump in for a minute on Casey Musgraves, though, on the... Because... In my opinion, Casey Musgraves can do no wrong, even in that Christmas album. I'm I, like, I, I know. I, that's, so why, that's why I mentioned Casey. I freaking love Casey Musgraves. And one of the reasons that I love her is that not only are her songs amazingly well-crafted and they stick in your head and you want to listen to them over and over again, the lyricism in them is surprising, shocking, delightful, says something that is different and not predictable. My biggest problem with this album is I was expecting so much more heft. And I think this hit you in a different way because this is the album that you were looking for. It's not the album that I was looking right. for. So for me, it's a big disappointment because the lyrics are just so predictable. So, so to your point, Ian, like about the instrumentation, like you were saying, like, there's just like uh, there's no banjos, there's no stuff. Well, it gets. I mean, it get, and we're gonna I get. Talk, to that. I was talking specifically about that track yeah. and how. Yeah, yeah. And and I actually think that that's a good lead off track. Um, probably for that reason, because it gets you get you really it highlights, get a chance the to hi- highlights the voices, highlights the voices, because it's a simple Telecaster playing through a Fender tube amp with uh, you know a little chorus and reverb and, like, and and an acoustic guitar and then the three of them singing. It's like the most simple like parlor trick, right? To get like the, the but, voices. And, to the and I'm not trying to, t- to tear it down in any way and say, oh, this is terrible. It is a perfectly lovely, well crafted, well executed song, mm-hmm. which is exactly what I would expect from Grammy winners and yeah. from yeah. the people with this quality. I mean, I love Sarah Watkins. I've seen her live. I don't know how many times I friggin' love Nickel Creek. I love, I'm not crazy about everything that she did with the Decemberists, but I appreciate the musicianship in it. I like Sarah Jarose. I wasn't insanely over the moon about the album, but there were parts of it that, and you can respect the hell out of what she's done. Yeah. I like her older stuff when it was like a little bit more traditional more and I don't know that much about um, O'Donovan, but it, it's pretty much the same, right? Same deal. I, mean, I mean, she's they're, definitely they're, they're, they 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 were in each other's orbits for a reason. Well, right, and there's <laughs> and there's nothing on this album that sounds bad. No, it's just right. to my ear, it's there's well nothing yeah. that makes me want to listen to it again. It, there was well, not any track that I wanted to listen to again. To you guys, to that point, I want to play a, a track here real quick, and uh, and I want to point out this is an example of a thing when you hear the track i had to really dig to find out if this was not a cover song there's only there's only there's only one song on this album that was not written by them it was written by jillian Welch, which we're going to talk about that after the song but yeah but but this song uh, overland i really had to dig and it's not it's theirs and and it's and it's perfectly lovely but you may feel like you heard it before it's overland all right Country's growing And I'm bound for San Francisco Well, I've lived through more than I could tell 
I was really glad that you highlighted that song and and wanted to kind of play it because to me that is the most evocative song on the album and the one that I kept kind of coming back to but it also was to me a little bit it kind of highlighted why I was disappointed in this album and they don't owe anything to me they don't owe anything to their listeners they don't owe a protest song they don't owe you a protest album even though they are titled I'm with her yeah. and they are all women and one would presume that they you know vote on uh, the side to of women. Con- to contrast <laughs> that point, actually, uh, First Aid Kit, I don't know if it, we, we reviewed their album earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Their song that they put out, uh, they put it out right around the time of the Women's March. Right. Was the angriest thing they've ever done. <laughs> right. And, and, it, and, and they're using their their uh, femininity like as activism. Right. Well, But also, I'm With Her came up with, I mean, they've been I'm With Her before Hillary Clinton was a thing. Right. So right. you can't hold that against them. But in this in this particular mind frame where i am i i really want something more than this and what you end up is with this like overland is just a beautifully crafted song but it 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 falls short of anything of a protest song even though they have the vocals that are kind of hitting that mark but then it's just like oh i'm in chicago and then the world's getting big so now i'm going to go to san francisco and it's it was just another marker on this album where I felt like, OK, we're going to do uh, all the things that folk albums do. We've got a song about sitting under a tree and we've got a song with the word <laughs> ain't in it. We've got, we got a song with a magic dragon. We've got, <laughs> we got a song and, about going back to your own hometown. And that song and ain't it fine. all the shenanigans song, you used to get up with. That song ain't it fine could have been on, on Walking Soul. Paint by numbers. That song That's ain't that fine could have been on any single yeah. other Americana, and that, I just expected so much more from them. Uh-huh. This is, and it's like, okay, you, if you're going to go down a Joan Baez track, then own it. But there's just, there's no there. It's it, this. It, it's interesting, like your reaction to this versus Marx's reaction versus mine. Uh, you definitely dislike it more than I do. You definitely love it more than I do. Oh, but, God, do I but, but you yeah. know, this is squarely in my wheelhouse as, as I like to put it as like Sunday morning coffee music. Right, and but that and but that, and so it makes me wonder because we've seen this evolve, and we've seen this evolve uh, through one of our collaborators, people who played on this album, Noel Pakelney from the Punch Brothers, I think, produced this, or was one of the producers. Um, this expansion of the bluegrass idiom, of the folk idiom, into into other things, and for me, this is these three ladies. Are like I said at the top of the show, they're they're at the top of what you can do in this form, and and so then the question becomes like, do you necessarily need for me at least? Do you necessarily need more of this going into this history, or like have we reached that pinnacle? Even uh, the Dave Rawlings album 
took a few weird detours. Um, and, and that is, I think that that's the, uh, that's the thing with uh, which you compare everything to at this point, Dave well, Rawlings and Jillian Welch. Well, that's where I kind of want to, I mean, I want to make clear that I don't dislike oh, this yeah. album. No, 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 I know. I know. There's, there's nothing to dislike about it. No. My problem it, is there's nothing to actively like about it either. And I, right now they're, they're just adding to the genre. Right. They're not putting so, anything interesting. I was not crazy about Sarah Jarosa's album, but there are three songs that I could like pick mm-hmm. out right now that were so amazingly catchy and, you know, for lack of a, just attractive, like you could not stop mm-hmm. listening to them. But there's really not much on this album that's got to, to my ear, mm-hmm. not a lot of heft, not a lot of bite. And again, the lyrics, you can predict what they're going to say the next sentence before you've ever even heard that. Yeah, album. you absolutely can. I, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm actually totally with you because I think it's brunch. It's brunch at Bennigan's, and, and well, I, I well, won't go that far because I mean, booze busters. <laughs> but, but I mean, because what we're talking <laughs> what we're talking about now is where we are with 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 the genre, like where what we want from in the genre, and you Cracker know, for, so like I I found myself wondering when I was listening to this, not that, bad. Um, and knowing what these women have done uh, independently, like. And knowing what has happened in the space, the melding, the mixing pot of all these genres, is if they went like full Rihanna and like bring all these modern themes into this idiom and make it something completely different. Mm. And, and and that speaks to your like I'm with her thing and like sort of empower it with something. You don't have to do a protest song. Like I've talked with Sarah and, and she says that's not what she does. And that's fine. And that is fine. That's that's completely fine. You're not suggesting she have like a like a like a like a like a producer out there with like Ableton or something. No, I'm no I'm no I'm not. <laughs> and but, you know what? But but you can you can change up the topics. They do yeah. they do change it up a little bit, I think, on, on the song I want to play right now. Um and, and it, they don't have to go full Dixie Chicks. No, no. But even Dixie Chicks, their songs, oh my god, they were so phenomenal. Yeah, and you yeah. just could not get them out of your head. You wanted to listen mm-hmm. to them over and over again. You talk about pop country and they hit right. it like that park. tuning fork exactly right. Yeah. They don't have to go full protest, but if you're not gonna <clears throat> add something to the genre, this is just another album. Well well, I want to play the song and then and then we'll talk about it because I think this does add a little bit to it, but I, but I think it also takes away from from some of the forebearers of, of where this genre is going. Uh this is game to lose and and to my ears this is sounds like very inspired by punk brothers which yes. is in their family but but it is it, regardless it's a great fucking song this is game to lose tell it to me spin it out if you push me i'll just get out tell it to me keep it coming i'm on the ropes but i got something that you can't see, keep it coming. There's always another corner. Makes me wonder how much longer is it gonna be before I get where I'm going. Get what I need, you gotta give to get. You got a big game to lose.
See, hearing that, a lot of... Here you said off mic, you don't. That's not your jam. But you're hearing that, that a, a lot of what uh, Chris Thiele and the boys are doing where the song structure is is uh, more fragmented, like statements strung together. There's not necessarily a bridge. It's more based in classical structure, which yeah. their whole second album was. Punch, it was, it was a sweet. Um, and uh, their voices, I think, are perfectly attuned to that. And I think they can do wild things that they don't do that more on the album was actually a little confusing to me. And I understand not, there has to be some not wanting to be totally lumped in with everybody, even though they tour with them. I mean, lady they, punch brothers. Yeah. Lady, <laughs> yeah, yeah, clearly. And, and they're, they're clearly not there, but, but, but they clearly could be, but they clearly could be. And, and so that, and that's where that's, that's one of my, only dings on the album is that, you know, you have this, but then you get to a song like I-89, which is just Jillian Welch core. Mm-hmm. I mean, this <laughs> um, Crescent City could end up on any album by anybody. Well, and then uh, Waitsfield is basically, I'd, I'd written down that it sounded like uh, an outtake from like a soundtrack for a Coen Brothers yeah. montage for yeah. like minor league shenanigans, not like the major <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> so, so Ian, what, 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 what do you think about this? It's tough to top that. I gotta be honest. It's uh, no, I, I listen. I, I'm not necessarily someone who looks for a lot of depth lyrically. Um, I, I'm a musician by trade who cannot sing. Like you are literally listening to the, the both highs and lows of my vocal range right now as we as I speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've but you'd never be been excellent at reading books. I'm very good at reading books. Yeah. Um, oh, my bad. So, so I, I can appreciate the way that the songs are constructed and, and, and the sparseness of it when I try to write and arrange music, which I, which I do sometimes. Um, I try to keep things sparse and I'm always looking for things to take out and elements to take out and space to create. And, um, you know, I think that at least from an arrangement standpoint, they're, they're getting a lot of this. It's a lot of you know, bluegrass is one of those one of those idioms that 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 there's 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 a language that you have to speak in order to to come off as 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 competent in the genre. And so they're they're clearly doing that. They're doing it with fewer instruments. There's not a lot of like there's a, there was basically I think an acoustic guitar and a mandolin yeah. in that song. And and I think a violin came in violin came in which, and out, which came is in their which is their general interest. Uh, yeah. Sarah Watkins plays fiddle. I mean they all are multi-instrumentalists. Okay. But Sarah Watkins plays fiddle, uh Sarah Droz And the vocal mandolin. harmonies, the vocal harmonies are so It also so plays on banjo. Point. In banjo and Ethan yeah. Donovan's been sorry, keyboards. Sorry, I, didn't mean to, yeah. I didn't mean to step on that, but 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 the vocal harmonies are so on point. It kind of reminded me of listening to the sweater set. I think we've talked yeah, about yeah. We've talked about the sweater set before, who are amazing DC band. Yeah. That, that Maureen Andre and, and uh God, they are phenomenal. Sarah Curtin. Sarah Curtin, by the way, University of Michigan grad. Yeah. <laughs> also proprietor that of local woman. That's why she's, that's why she's <laughs> clearly a woman of of, of taste of and distinction. refinement. Yeah. Distinction. Yeah. Without question. Um but getting back to this, I really I enjoy like I I agree with you. I think I think I'm where you are. Not, He's pointing at Kevin, by the way. I'm pointing at Kevin. I think I'm where Kevin is, which is great brunch music. I, I could definitely sit and listen to yeah. this. I could listen to this while I'm, you know, doing other stuff. I can listen to this. Which uh, in 2018, I think you win. If, if you make great brunch music. 
Twenty eighteen. You win. You, you got says. ahead of this wave of whiteness, and, and Yo, got it. So. Is twenty eighteen better than twenty seventeen? Oh, twenty seventeen was was the worst. Twenty eighteen is is you know like the <laughs> the Empire Strikes Back. So <laughs> I I you know just because it was a looking forward to Return of the Jedi. Oh wow, wow, amazing, that's strong. So anyway, so uh, so my my one point regarding very this visual album podcast <laughs> is that writing a song. And to not have it be, be explicitly political must be the most difficult process right now, yeah. right now, ever. And that's one of the things that makes this album, to me, like, work. Because, okay, so there's a thing that I do now when I listen to music. Where, like, I have to add a political filter to everything that I review. Because you can't avoid the politics. Because everything is politics. Right, literally everything. So I'm like, okay... So is this song directly influenced by the, you know, the, the reign of the, the Trump regime? Is it? Yes, no, maybe. <laughs> because then that adds a layer to my understanding of the review. Like, yeah. okay, so now I must judge your creativity within the, the, the realm of your, your, uh, your ability to accept politics into your, your music. This flies so far beneath <laughs> the line of like, political or politicized conversation where there are points on this album where you're waiting for the hammer to drop because you're like the name of the group is i'm with her yeah. so i'm like at some point they're gonna like just drop the hammer and there's gonna be like it, the hillary's big, gonna yeah. pop on there right exactly hashtag like, me too right it's coming it, hillary like, with a mean heart hashtag, solo. would you like to sit under an apple tree and, and then it's like you keep on listening and you're like okay it's coming I think you're. I think you're not giving quite enough credit to Ryland under the apple tree. I think I felt like it was a story of a a, a Norwegian child who had dreams of emigrating to the United States. <laughs> so it is very specific. That's great. Norwegians it. can come because they're very hardworking. <laughs> Diligent, no less. With their thirty-five hour work week. So I'm, I'm listening to this and I'm waiting. Oh, and they're white. The, the industrious Norwegians. <laughs> okay. That's great. But any of it. You know what? Because when, when now I'm crying. Come here, now I'm literally crying, really everyone. The sunscreen industry. No this is like funny to the point where like there are s small, subtle tears leaking out of the left side of my face. Like, <laughs> and I'm not even trying to cry. But subtle tears are the best. Gosh. So in any of it, like it's really hard. Very visual podcast. It's really hard to fly that far beneath any sort of political conversation. And, that, and that's to the credit of the album. So if you want I, something, so if you're, okay. So if you're a person and they're playing on a festival that's got T-Pain on it and it's headlined by like <laughs> Modest Mouse and Father John Misty and Chris Stapleton. And so mm -hmm. they're flying in this like real mainstream realm with people that like really don't care. They're Grammy winners Don't forget, winners, don't forget Jason Isbell. <laughs> yeah. Right. Jason Isbell on the 4G unit, a white man's world. Pretty fuck sure that song. Be sure Ryan Adams whole entire, somewhere. Whole entire fuck that song. And now it's infected 2018 too. There you go. So <laughs> any of it. It went from 2018 to 2018. Boom. <laughs> Just like that. Boom. So, so again. To fly at that level and to do something that's so like explicitly apolitical, yeah, is a skill that you need in this in this time. I, I, and I think, they nail it. I think it can, I mean it can. It, yeah, as people who aren't creating, it's certainly a skill. <laughs> Otherwise, you would just explode. Uh, how do how do you think that though that this compares to something like uh, Langhorn Slim's album? Because Lang that that is except for that one song, is not. It's necessarily political. No, but it is political. And you could tell well, the way that he creates, and you could tell that that's what made the album great, is that mm. at every point of that record, you know that there's something political going on in the back of his head. Yeah. 
And and this and the 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 amazing devious genius of this is that I, I'm sure because they 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 live at points of the year in America, so they have to deal with this stuff because mm-hmm. we all do. But to be able to go into a studio and I mean they've been they they went to the 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 woods of England to record yeah. this album, Peter Gabriel Studio, right? right? Like you have to go into the the far woods of a of a faraway country to get so far away where you could just make music that like. Flies at a certain level, it's and the that's ultimate white privilege. <laughs> no, but it really is. It, uh, yeah, and there's something no, not, to no, that. it really is. Yes, it really <laughs> is. And there's something about that that's like it. You have to almost like respect in this era. That's it's it's. I know you're looking at me like I'm crazy, but it's not. But you have to. But <laughs> no, you have I, to. I, I, I hear what you're saying, yeah. and and, like, and 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 Carrie, you're looking at me now too. Because I, I want to because like, hand glare all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Because like intentionally here, trying. Here's here's why you have to respect it because as much as we want it or anybody wants it, like entertainment will always re- remain entertainment, and it just doesn't have to be a political message in it. As much as I want it to be, and I and I want more from that, and maybe down the road, I mean, this is the first album from them. Maybe down the road, they'll they'll integrate some sort of social conscience into their stuff. But my my whole point was. If you don't want to make it say I know something, it, was. Yeah. it better be fucking good. Okay. And granted, I would expect nothing less from them from, yes, you guys play instruments beautifully and your voices are amazing. I've seen them live a number of times but- and it works. Their their chemistry works live because when they hit a note, it doesn't matter what they're singing. Like it just gives your whole body goosebumps. This album People have been waiting. This is not their, oh, that's their, yeah, right. their, their first people album. People have been waiting this for like four are, years. This is a fucking super group. And people yeah. have been waiting for these women to put, they've all won goddamn Grammys. This is, they won the damn Grammy. They, they, this is not, oh, this is like a, a freshman outstanding thing. And like right. paint by numbers. Is it paint by numbers? They managed to not offend anybody. Great. Let's give them like all the, right. all the awards for that. Yeah. Right. There's not anything, name one song on this album that you are going to be listening to in three months. I, That's what last... I am. And, and here's yeah, why I'm mad. Here's I why I, as, as a woman, am upset about this. These women have an insane amount of talent. And when one woman fucks up, it's for all women. When mm. one woman is great, it's great for all women. If, you, mm. if, if the Punch Brothers put out a shitty, mediocre album... And they have. And they have. It gets swept swept under the other albums that are good. And it's all brought up by the male Americana. Let me ask you this. But women have a harder row of it. And so I am mad that this is not better. Let me ask you this. Be better. Yeah. And I think you're right. But let me ask you this. Uh, This isn't bad. You're saying saying that as somebody who, who doesn't exclusively listen to this type of music. Do you think in, in I'm this... I'm from goddamn Kentucky. I know. <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for that qualifier. That's important. That's actually so, important. It is not so, West by God, Virginia. I'm from goddamn uh, Kentucky. So, but, but, but do you think that people who are, are really just locked into this style of music, like, it's not going to be... The, it will be the best thing for them. No, because people who were locked in... This has been protest music yeah. from the beginning. I mean, you go back to, like, Ernie... Tennessee Ernie Ford. Yeah. His stuff, people listened to it on the radio, and it was all about, I owe my soul to the company store. Good yeah. Lord. Mm-hmm. All of the stuff from from this genre. I mean, I kind of feel like, yes, they made a nice, safe album. And honestly, if you if this is what your soul needs to listen to, right. because you are battling on every front, I get it. 
It's very nice. If you want to eat brunch and you want to have your Wonder Bread toast and listen to this, great. It's a beautiful, lovely, perfectly crafted album, and it's not going to offend anybody at your brunch. Mm -hmm. Literally, it it doesn't offend not even anybody at your brunch. The album actively attempts to not offend anyone Anyone at all. Right, and and here's why why when I was listening to it, I was like, this is like Lady Hipster Bon Iver. <laughs> yikes, yikes. You got your messy bun and you know your what? brunch. Oh boy. You know what? Carrie is bringing me to her side. I'm with you. I'm with her. I'm with her. Okay. Because, because, like I said it earlier and I said it like jokingly, but the more I think about it, because I, 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 I am an artist. I don't call myself a songwriter because I don't write lyrics. Yeah. I don't, I don't write lyrics. I, I, I consider myself a composer. So I, I mostly focus on music, but I also feel like I'm, I'm an artist. And, and as an artist, you have to give some measure of yourself. And I feel like the fact that there's nothing in here about our times and the world that we're living in means that they're, they can just come. They have the privilege to just completely yeah. separate from it. It's uh, no, that and that, be like you know that singing songs about my grandpa's you know that sitting in my grandpa's is, knee. It, that component is actually problematic, but. Uh, uh, the question I would ask, and then I ask when like, I think, where about, are you in the struggle? When, when I ask about, well, when I ask about, <laughs> but any artist is like, or put a ha- put a catchy like, hook in there. If you found out tomorrow, if there. you found out tomorrow that they are like funding like indivisible project, like millions of dollars, does it matter that it's in their art? I bet. They, I bet they are. I don't to know. To me, it I don't does. Know. Yeah. To, to me, me to, to me, it actually. I feel, that, like art, I feel like art's an expression of truth. And that, and that's and that is where honestly, I, I think that there is now a division between actually critiquing music mm-hmm. and just talking about what you want. And yeah, sure. we talked about this at the at the end of the year podcast mm-hmm. when after many many beers, and it was just like, what do you want to listen to right now? And sometimes you want to listen to something that is really well crafted yeah. and ha- like basically has no lyrics because well, I always you just want to listen to something fucking, that's really well crafted, like done. Yeah. yeah, and then sometimes. You really want a fight song. Yeah. And and sometimes it's just, if you're disappointed at the opportunity, I'm not telling anybody not to buy this album. I'm not telling anybody, oh, you shouldn't listen to this because it's garbage. I'm just saying it's for Grammy me. It's Grammy winners. It's well produced. It's, it's beautiful. Super, yeah. it's, it's, it's beautiful music. Beautiful. If, it's you really want an, well if you done. want an intro into Americana and you haven't had one before, here you go. And the vocal harmonies are as good as I've heard They're perfect. anywhere. Yeah. And anywhere. they should I mean, be, but I'm not going to pay you money for it. Cool. Well, um, I'm going to pass. <laughs> we don't rate them anymore. We don't rate them anymore. But uh, but obviously this stirred up a lot of feelings, and uh, maybe we'll stir up feelings with you. And uh, we'll. Uh, I think we'll be revisiting this at the end of the year, depending on events. That's yes. my prediction. Wow. I know Marcus will. Absolutely. So, yeah. so but uh, anyways, thank you guys for hanging out. Thanks uh, for having us. Yeah, back great. In, uh, you guys want to come back later and talk about some uh, misogyny? Yes, always. I'm yes. here for this. Nice. Here for the this. Yes. Nothing special ain't that fine, that fine. I've got a story, a dotted line, where it's connecting yours to mine. Nothing special ain't that fine, that fine. I'm with her. See you around is available pretty much everywhere you can get records this Friday. Uh, if you listen to it on Thursday, you can actually go listen to it on NPR right now. I'll put the link in the show notes. It's uh, their first listen series. 
and uh, it's been up there for the past week. So you, you may have heard it already. I don't know. It's, it, but but give it a listen. Uh, like I said, this had a lot of varying and honestly, to my mind, surprising opinions about this. Uh, and we talked a little bit about it, or actually a lot about it, after the mics went off. So uh would be awesome is if you take a listen to this album, and after listening to this, you have some opinions, hit us up at podcast.chunkyglasses.com. Uh, you can leave it in the comments, but if you send it here, this goes directly to me, and I can like sort of spread it around to people. And, you know, we've had uh, that going for a little while. And people have been uh, people have been like emailing, asking questions, or or uh, saying we're right about something, saying we're wrong about something, or more often than not, uh, giving us a little bit more information. Sometimes even changing the context of our reviews, and uh, and it's groovy. It's the whole point of why we do this. is It's a conversation about music. That's why we just keep on talking. Uh, speaking about music, the Good Graces. It's a band uh, reached out to us uh, last year, I believe it was. And, uh, you know, sometimes these things get through by luck, and we are very lucky that they did. Their album, Set by Set Your Sights, last year was amazing. And they're working on a new one. After, you know, they've been touring around a little bit. But, but uh, in the meantime, Kim Ware and her group decided to put out a little EP. It's called the Hummingbird EP, and it is equally fantastic. It's four songs. I'm only going to play you the first song, uh, so let's just get to it right now. Here you go. This is the first girl, which is the leadoff track of off of the Good Graces new EP, the Hummingbird EP. The first girl to tell you all her secrets through song. It probably won't be the last time I complicate what's already wrong. And I know you've got my number, cause you've called me out so many times. And I know you see right through me I don't have to tell you what's on my mind I know You know I'm a sucker for a good story But I always make a mess of my own
First girl from the Hummingbird EP by the Good Graces. I will tell you what Kim Ware uh, can write a song. She she listens to this podcast, so so Kim, you can write a damn song. Uh, you're good at it, and um, we we we've talked a little bit, and I'd like to get her and and her, her co-conspirators up here to talk on the mic sometime. But we are working on some remote stuff, so maybe soon. Uh, Kim, if you're listening, maybe look out for an email. We might be setting something up so we can talk about this. Uh, in the meantime, go out and get it. It's out now. Uh, it's streaming. You can buy it. I think it's on Bandcamp, uh, and it's it's great. It's just a nice little nice little nugget, nice little treat until they uh, come back around with, with a bigger bigger meal for you. Uh, that is about it for this episode of Chunky Glasses, the podcast. If you liked what you heard, you can do a couple things. First of all, tell your friends. That's always the grooviest. You can uh, tell your friends and, and say, hey, are you a music nerd like me? And uh, I think these other music nerds might want to might want to have a word with you. You might want to talk with them. Uh, you can also subscribe to us in iTunes. That's Apple Podcasts, uh, but it's still on iTunes. You can leave us a radio or a message there. You can uh, listen to us on Google Play, Mixcloud, and Stitcher, and also Spotify, uh, which is totally rad because now you can just listen to the album we're talking about and without leaving the app, just go straight over to our podcast, and we're right there. Usually, when you search for the album, uh, it's it's kind of a groovy little setup. Um, you can also, if you, if you have feedback, like I mentioned before, you can reach out to us at podcast at, uh, at chunkyglasses.com. Those come directly to me. I try to answer any questions that come our way. And, uh, that's also an email that you're going to use if you're in the DC area and you, you think, Hey, I'm a music nerd and I like to talk about stuff. And this sounds like a fun thing to do. Hanging out in the basement with cats and beer and, uh, and email me and, and see, uh, see if you got some chops and maybe, maybe we'll get you down here. We're always looking for new voices because, quite honestly, we're tired of hearing our own. Um, you can also always hear this podcast at its at its main home at uh, www.chunkyglasses.com. If you go there, you're just going to see the remarkable live coverage of Matt Condon, Mauricio Castro, and Avery Genius. They're out there now literally every single night of the week. One of them is out covering live music in the D.C. area. And over the past seven or eight years now... If you go back through the archives, we have a really super comprehensive of all the great shows that have happened uh, in the nation's capital. And uh, I'm I'm putting them together in a little different thing. And that's coming later on this year. But going through it, I'm just like, wow, there's been a lot of good stuff here. And uh, for the past at least like four or five years, uh, these guys have been 
have been the guys who have been capturing it and talking about it and seeing it every night and and their work is amazing uh so do that uh before we get out of here, I always like to thank our podcast host, Pippa. Uh, if you go to Pippa.io and you have a you have your good idea for a podcast, small fee, uh, they will they will hook you up. They will serve your uh, podcast to the world. They will set you up on uh, on iTunes, on Google Play, on Mixcloud, and Stitcher, or at least tell you how to do it and uh, give you metrics so you can see who everybody, where everybody is that's listening to you, how many people are listening to you, and all that. Uh, great, great service we switched over last year. And, uh, and I've never looked back. Also, as usual, I'd like to thank Jamal Gray. Uh, we're using his music right now. You hear it underneath uh, what, me talking. It's a project he put out last year under the name Aquatic Gardener. It was a three-song EP uh, using a lot of found sounds with beats shaped around it. And it's it's a phenomenal piece of art. It, no surprise, because Jamal's a phenomenal artist. You can find him all over the internets and in D.C., but also uh, he's one of the main guys up at Uptown Art House here. Uh, which you look down in the show notes, it's a thing you should support whether you're in D.C. or you're not. Because uh, who knows? Maybe someday it'll be nationwide. We'll see. Uh, and that's it. We're out of here. Coming on Monday, we are going back to the Discologist series. And we're going to review a very contentious album for some people and some people not so contentious. That me. Uh, Radiohead's Pablo Honey. It is now, let's see, 25 years old. That means we're all old, uh, but it is uh, it, it stands as a major achievement from any band, starting with the song Creep, but we're going to explore more than that because there's way more of that to that album. Uh, so we're going to be doing that. And then uh, and then lots of cool stuff coming up in the next few weeks. So we're out of here. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. See you in a few short days. Until then, be good to your ears. We'll be better to your people. Talk to you soon. Oh, <laughs> 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 Kenobi!